Welcome to Many Parts, One Body. We are Danny Patrick, a queer seminarian. And I am Paul Holford, a not-so-queer pastor. Talking on topics of faith, inclusion, community, you know, the simple things. Each Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will bring you a new episode. Join us as we dive in headfirst. Just to mention that this episode contains topics of gang rape. Finishing out our clobber passage series, the two final passages we'll be covering come from 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9, and 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 9 through 10. So those verses, just to go over those real quickly, we have 1 Corinthians 6, 9, which is, Do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Fornicators, idolaters, uh, adulterers, male prostitutes, sodomites. And then 1 Timothy 1, 9 through 10. This means understanding that the law is laid down not for the innocent, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the godless and sinful, for the unholy and profane, for those who kill their father or mother, for murderers, fornicators, sodomites, slave traders, liars, perjurers, and whatever else is contrary to the sound teaching. Now, both of those are from the NRSV version, the new, um, wait, NSRV. New Revised Standard Version? Yeah. New yeah. Revised Standard Version. I got it right. I'm reading my words here. There's too many standard versions. There's too many versions, <laughs> so many acronyms. Uh, but yes, so those are the, the verses we're going to tackle today. So the big thing that we're, we're getting at here is that it, uh, a big interesting thing to know, and which is why our episode is entitled 1946, is that before 1946, uh, no Bibles contained the word homosexual. It was in 1946 that the Revised Standard Version chose to use the word in their translation, uh, and then many other translations followed suit. So the Greek words in question that were translated uh, into this word were uh, malakoi and arsenikoitai. And really kind of the sad part, and a slight plug, there's supposed to be a movie coming out called 1946 that they have an Instagram account that, uh, that I've been following that is talking about the history of how the how homosexual the word homosexual ended up in the Bible in the um, in 1946. Um, just the mistranslation, even some of the politics and all of the jargon that works into a translation, how they came about to translate those two words as homosexual. And as we were saying, that the kind of the sad part is that with a quick Google search of these two words, um, it includes that homosexuals or homosexuals should not be part of the correct translation. Even looking at some of the strong concordance and stuff like that, it's always that last, like, and it could mean, it could also mean. Um, and those who are translating it homosexual, and from my understanding and from the broader understanding of the context of scripture, um, it shouldn't be. The Greek words should never be translated homosexual. And it wasn't, as we said, until 1946 um, that they ever were. And then the, the, the interesting about uh, Malakoi being trans, mistranslated in this way is that if you literally look at that word, it means soft. Um, and so in biblical cultures, this meant being unable to lead or provide, which is a major issue. Uh, in that culture, because that's uh, you know the male role was to lead and provide and protect uh, their family. Uh, but the other interesting thing is it also refers to men who could not control themselves around women, which is really a far cry from being a same gender loving person. Yeah. Um, so it's very different. 
uh, when you look at that. And in the two verses that we read above in the um, NRSV, it translates this word as, word as sodomites. Mm -hmm. And then even if we go back to Ezekiel, and it talks about what sodomites actually were, that had, once again, going back to, I think it was episode two that we had, that sodomites and that word is not should never be used for any form of sexuality in any way, shape, or form. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with being inhospitable, and the only sexual connotation it has is the idea of the gang rape that they were attempting on the angelic beings at that time. So the interesting thing about um, the mistranslation of Malachi is, oh, you said that it was soft, but I'm going for, and the other way that it, other thing that it means, sorry, um, is this lack of discipline or moral control. Mm -hmm. um, the Greek word is used elsewhere in the New Testament, but never in reference to sexuality of any kind. It's never used in, in, in reference to sexuality, or so lack of discipline or moral control, or as Danny said above, um, also the idea of being a weak leader or not having control over one's lusts towards somebody else. Um, I think that great abuse and wrong has been done ever since this mistranslation has happened because it has um, become almost a clobber passage for the moral majority, as they used to call themselves back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, um, to oppress a group of people inside of American culture, but also global culture as well. Definitely. And, the, and then when we get to, so Malakoy, we have an idea of what the word means. We have kind of like, okay, here's what it literally means. Here's what else it could mean. Our Senekotai is a really unique word that we really can't define very well. Um, there are a lot of scholars that believe that Paul kind of came up with the word to explain something that he didn't really have language for. Uh, so in their culture, there was an, uh, an economic exploitation that was going on where uh, an older male would exploit a younger male sexually for their own gain. Um, this, uh, this was a common trend uh, that we see in other clobber passages where there's the objectification of other human beings and non-consensual sexual acts that are happening. Um, and these, this is usually what's being reprimanded in these clobber passages if we look closer at the context and not actually sexual orientations or gender identities of the persons uh, being uh, addressed. And like Danny mentioned, um, the Greek word um, asanakotai occurs only twice in the scriptures and um, both is Paul using it. And even outside of biblical literature is not found in any literature of that period. Um, it's like Danny said, it is a word that we that most scholars feel like Paul was combining two words to explain something that there was no word for in his language. And the word itself is derived from two other Greek words being man and bed. And inside of the culture, there's this um, innuendo, kind of like Ruth uncovering the feet of Boaz. Um, there's lots of this innuendo that this bed, or the Greek word that's used for bed here, is talking about sexual relations. And the idea, as Danny was putting forth, is inside the culture of this time, you had old men who were using young men for sexual gains. There was this, what we would still call an immoral, even, I mean, in our world, in most cultures take a look at pedophilia as something that is morally reprehensible. Um, so anyone who's being honest with themselves, and if we're looking not at the translations that we're reading, but if we're going back to the original language, and they come across this word, anybody who's been an honest study of it can say, would say that, there, that this word has no defined meaning inside of our cultural context. 
This was something that Paul was trying to put a word to that he didn't know how to express any other way than by taking these two words and combining them. Um, and as a, we're doing an honest study of this, and even inside the context of the broader study of Scripture and the way that people have abused Scripture um, to oppress the LGBTQ plus community, every time we've taken a look honestly at these Scriptures, it has been never in context of a consensual same-sex relationship. It has always been about non-consensual relationships, idolatry, and even here, Paul is coming to this conclusion and talking about the idea of what 1 Corinthians 6 is talking about, maybe male prostitution, an older man controlling a younger boy for profit and gain. That is what Paul is speaking to. And affirming a non-affirming theology is going to come across like, that's evil, an older man using a younger boy for prostitution. Um, but this, again, in the study of these clobber passages, it's understanding them in their context and in the broader context of the whole scriptures. And I feel like when we do an honest study of scripture, not bringing our personal baggage into it, it is very, it is not near impossible, if not impossible, to condemn consensual LGBTQ plus relationships at all. Which is, for me, a, a, a thing that I would have said 12 years ago. I mean, it's part of that journey that, that we said at the beginning that this is, for me, this, is, this has been a journey over time of trying to be honest with scriptures. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and especially this, the conversation between these two words and this mistranslation, there's a lot more information about it. I highly recommend listening more in depth to an explanation of it from Kathy uh, Baldock. She has uh, many videos about it on YouTube um, and you can find more information on it on her website, Canyon Walker Connections. We'll put her information in the show notes. Um, she's actually writing a book in regards to the 1946 mistranslation. Um, there was a, a gentleman who actually wrote a letter to them saying, hey, you, you've made an error. And they actually were like, oh, we really did make an error. Uh, so there's more to the story uh, that she has unfolding from this. And, and so it's, it's very interesting. I'm going to be picking up a copy of that book once it comes out because I'm, I'm really interested in, in hearing more about that. But, and she's just a fantastic speaker, so very engaging. So I would highly recommend listening to that if you want to know more in regards to this. And I'm sure she probably pronounces the words very differently than us, yeah. you know. But everybody's just, right on that one. <laughs> you know, that's that's just how it is. So you you know, we we definitely tried our best. <laughs> um, but yeah, these uh, these two verses kind of wrap up our clobber passage uh, section of our podcast. Um, we appreciate you kind of going through those with us. I know it can be uh, it gets kind of repetitive when we kind of context, 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 and we're discussing, you know, the, the fact that a lot of these boil down to idolatry. It's boiling down to um, non-consensual sexual relations, um, but that's really what it is, and it's, you know, we can't kind of go any other way with it, um, but we we just need to, with as we do with any of scriptures, we need to look at it 
peel back the layers, look at all of it, and then see what's revealed. And this is kind of what, what's been revealed uh, to us through this unpacking of our backpacks and uh, doing all these things. Um, so we will, um, we have not yet decided uh, what our next uh, session is going to be like. So it'll be a surprise for you and us. And uh, we will uh, be checking online. So if you have any suggestions on something that you want to hear from us, let us know on Facebook. We'll be happy to, uh, to put that in our list and uh, discuss some things that you're interested in hearing about. And just as a plug for those who live locally in the West Michigan area, um, our church will be hosting and Danny will be leading a How to Be an Ally workshop on March 31st. Um, we'll post the information on our Facebook page, but um, I think it's a very good thing for a church to hold a workshop on how the church and how individuals can be allies for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, it's something that I'm looking forward to learning more about. As I've said before in other episodes, sometimes Danny, Danny is my um, quick text message of, I don't understand this, help me out, or point me in the right direction for more information. Hmm. Um, so I think the church, as a church universal, and even our specific church, um, has a lot to learn, has a lot to learn about how to be allies for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, which is a lot of the time having people in our community to step out of their comfort zones and um, maybe wrestling with things that they don't want to talk about because we don't talk about that in polite company or, or whatever reasons, but the discussion is very, very, it's going to be very good to have. So if you are in the area, um, feel more than happy to uh, check it out and um, we'll be welcoming you here for that conversation as well. Absolutely. So thank you for joining us again. Um, remember to check the uh, show notes for information um, with different books and stuff that we mentioned in this episode. But hopefully you can join us in the next one. Yep. See you later. <laughs>